0: Well, last week, Martin introduced our current sermon series, Discipleship, Learning to Live Like Jesus. Follow me and I will make you fish for people. Follow me, a connection upwards to God. Follow, that's what the word disciple means, and we follow the one who created the universe, and yet became a human being and went to the cross for you and me. I will make you, that's the in bit of it, change us inside, change our character. On our own we're nothing, despised sinners, but in him we're amazing, glorious saints. If we let him, he takes us and transforms us day by day. And then we're ready, as his chosen, renewed people, to go out in his name and fish for people, bring others in. That's our calling, to go out. William Temple says the church is the only society that exists for the benefit of its non-members. Our main purpose in life is to worship God and bring others to him. Up, in and out. These need to be kept in balance if we're going to be healthy Christians. To be on play, and that sign is deliberately done to look like a play button. Go, play, Today we're focusing on the up part of these three, the connection to God. And these are the symbols connected with the up part. There's power up with prayer. There's stop and read the word. There's record the prophetic. And there's refresh in worship. And if you manage to come for the next four weeks, you'll hear all about all the other ones. So up, we're connected to God. So we can exalt him for his greatness, enjoy him for his goodness, and encounter him in his glory. Today, we're looking at the power-up button, powering up with prayer. We heard in our reading one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. I wonder why they asked. Was it just what rabbis and teachers did? They taught their disciples to pray as John taught his. Was it how Jesus prayed that made them ask? Was it that they saw the result of his prayers in his life, in the miracles, the incredible teaching, the self-assurance, the love? They watched him and they wanted to be like him. They wanted that kind of power from their prayers, that kind of everyday intimate connection with the Father that they saw Jesus modelling. The at all times and in all places kind of prayer built on a deep relationship. Whatever makes them ask, the Lord's Prayer is Jesus' reply. Not a three-year course or a lengthy book, nothing complicated, maybe. Simple enough that it's now known in multiple languages around the world. And Martin's asked some volunteers in the next few weeks to share different versions here. We had Russian last week, we have French today. My husband and I know a version that not many know because we have a version in mosquito. I went on, googled online on Bible Gateway and Word Project, and there were multiple versions, but there was no mosquito. And that may be because the Bible was only written in, Hon- in the mosquito language 20 years ago. So while we were there, we saw the first Bibles arrive and the joy that that brought the people. So maybe we'll have mosquito one week. (laughs) Anyway, power up with prayer. What do we learn from this amazing, worldwide, unique prayer that the Lord himself taught us to teach us to pray? The King's Arm Church in Bedford uses the acronym START to look at five key ingredients from the Lord's Prayer. In the Mesquitea, in the revival, a group went on a seven-day outreach and they spent the first four days of it praying before they spoke a word to anyone about the gospel. No wonder the power of the God was sweeping through that area because that was a good start. So start, we have sonship, thanks, ask, repent and truth. Let's look at those ingredients and bake a good cake with them. I'm sure we've got some good cake makers in the audience. You probably don't use these ingredients. Sonship, our Father in heaven. We thank God that he is our Father and we are his children. I told Paul Jass before the service he was getting a mention today. Well, the mention is that he did an amazing sermon on the topic of being adopted as God's children last summer. And if you missed it, go and have a look on the website because it's still there because I checked under Father's Day of June last year. It's incredible that the creator of the universe should have chosen to make us his own. He wants to be constantly and continually relating to us, wants us to be learning from him, becoming like him, as a child does with their parents. And it's not because of anything we've done. The story of the prodigal son shows quite clearly how... Despite all our attempts to run away, all we do to squander the opportunity he gives us, all our wrongdoing, we only have to turn back and he is waiting there with longing arms to welcome us back. Let's have a look at a video.
1: seems audacious, revolutionary, full of wonder and mystery. An invitation to speak to God, to seek, to knock, to ask. Like a little child climbing into Father's arms, prayer is an intimate, personal experience. It's about opening your heart to a loving God, a good father, the one who truly knows you and truly loves you. Prayer is trusting Him with your worries and fears, your hopes and dreams, your needs and desires. It's about carrying all life's burdens, big and small, before the throne of God and resting in the limitless peace. His extravagant grace. So pray without ceasing. Pray for each other as you would pray for yourself. And praise Him for His faithfulness. Because there is power in prayer.
0: Yes, there's power in prayer, and I journal, which means I write really honestly my feelings to God and try and hear his answers, and it's a powerful form of prayer. There's power in prayer, not because of us, but because of the one we pray to. And hence the focus of the first part of the Lord's Prayer, the whole of the first half, isn't us, it's him, it's our Father, It's his kingdom, it's his will, it's his interests. And so the second thing of our acronym after the S is T. So from start S and then T, thanks, honour, hallowed be his name. We give him thanks and honour that rightly belong to him. We praise him, we exalt him. I'm currently on a course and last week week on Wednesday we were looking at a guy called Dionysius the Areopagite from the 6th century. Now you might think, what on earth does Dionysius the Areopagite from the 6th century have to do with us today? But we looked at some of the stuff he'd written about naming God and I found it really moving. He talks about positive affirmations the things we say about God which are so obviously right like he's good he's great he's amazing he's loving come up with your own words (laughs) holy faithful true gentle powerful beautiful you can go on with amazing words about God and they're great and we declare them and they make us feel good because we know their truth and that sort of praise has power and it changes us because we're acknowledging him then he goes on to talk about dissimilar similarities now that sounds complicated but he means things like we say God is my rock well God's nothing like a rock he's not cold he's not hard he's not solid he's not a lump (laughs) he's not a rock but we say God is my rock and we know what we mean by God is my rock we mean he's dependable he's secure he can be relied upon but that's not a really a picture of God in one sense. And there are lots more. We had my lighthouse today. Well, I don't think God's a lighthouse. But he is a light that shines and shows us the way. And so that's what he means by dissimilar similarities. Words, metaphors we use, pictures. Which, yes, they tell our poor little human minds something about God. But aren't they limiting, Really? And so then you go on the next step and you realise, well, actually, I don't know God at all in my little limited humour mind. And you go on to the things that he calls pure negations, things we say that God isn't, because perhaps that's as best we can do. So he's not fallible. He does no wrong. He's infallible. He's not finite. He's infinite, imagine it. He's not comprehensible, he's incomprehensible. We stand no chance of fully understanding him. He's not nothing, as in no thing. And he describes all those kind of words. Because actually, God is so far beyond us. Sometimes we get a bit chummy and matey with him. And actually, that's something he loves, because he's chosen to reveal us, reveal himself to us. But let's not also forget the awe-inspiring wonder of that God who is quite beyond us. And actually sometimes we just need to go to the place of silence. Because he's beyond anything we can put into words. And just be lost in wonder. Yes, in one sense, God's unknowable, but he chooses to reveal himself in his word, the Bible, in Jesus made flesh. And he wants us to be in a deep, meaningful communication with him, despite the fact that he is... So far beyond anything we can really imagine. So we thank him and we honour him. And the more we get to know that amazing God, the easier it is to move into the next stage with reality and to ask. To ask your kingdom come, your will be done. To ask what he wants to do in his amazing world. To ask him to bring breakthrough. In our lives, the lives of those around us, the lives of our sad and broken world, the lives of people who are set on paths going away from him. So we begin as we get more in tune with him to pray in line with his will and his heart. For the broken hearted to be healed, the blind to see, the captives to be set free, the good news to be preached to the poor and us to be emboldened and enabled by his spirit to do all those things. We ask that his kingdom will fill the earth, the peace, the love, the joy that comes under his kingship, that it will fill our homes, our streets, Walderslade. Kent, UK, Europe, the world going on, woods. <laughs> we want his kingdom to come. And then we narrow right down and we ask for our daily bread. That he will meet our personal needs. The Bible says human fathers, though they're evil, know how to give good gifts. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake? Instead, how much more will our loving Heavenly Father give us good things and, above all, his Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit helps us not by taking away our problems, but by enabling us to walk through them, empowered by him. If you haven't had a look at this book yet, it's a good book, this spiritual health check book. It's quite easy, there's just a little bit for each day, for 16 days. And that bit came from the one on prayer, the, the necessary vitamin of prayer. Thank you, Avril, indeed. So have a look. However, if we stop at God just supplying our needs, then we miss the point of our earthly knives. There isn't, if you look, any I in the Lord's Prayer. There is God and Him and there is us and our. We aren't meant to be focused inward looking. We're meant to be outward looking, praying in line with God's compassion. We are wanting Him to meet the needs of the poor, the hungry, the homeless, the hopeless, the have-nots. And sometimes perhaps we have to go without our own needs to give to others and to him. Let's watch another video.
2: I really want to answer this call. Oh, And then after that, make a few texts, update my Facebook status, tweet about it, shop for a deal on a new laptop, write on my blog about the experience of shopping for a new laptop, tweet about blogging about the experience of shopping for a new laptop. And even though my brain and my flesh are demanding that I play with this thing, I'm not. Not because it's bad, not because I can't live without it, but I'm stepping back from this beautiful little piece of technology. I'm taking the time that I would have spent on that, and I'm spending it on my relationship with Christ instead. Yes, I'm talking about fasting. And I know what you're thinking. Why'd you have to go there? Is it that a bit extreme? And I get it. I really do. But truth be told, if it was so important to Jesus, it's got to be important for us. I mean, the dude didn't just fast. He went into the desert and slept with coyotes and snakes and, and didn't eat anything for 40 days. I get agitated when my pillow gets lumpy. Can I just confess something to you? I am all about me and I hate that. I want, I want to be all about him. I want his will for my life. And if that means giving up a phone or a few meals, some TV, in order to get closer to the God of the universe, who daily showers me with grace and love and holds me in his hands. (laughs) What a small price to pay. I'm ready to take the focus off of me.
0: So one of our next Letters is the word R, repent. Repent and forgive. And sometimes we put everything at the centre of our life except God. And we need to ask his forgiveness and say, God, put yourself back in the centre of my life. Not me, not my family, not anything else. Put yourself back in the centre of my life. He also challenges us to forgive others. Once we know that we're forgiven and restored, then we have that challenge also to love other people and forgive them in the same way as He so graciously forgives us. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, every kind of malice, and be kind and compassionate forgiving each other as God in Christ forgave you. That's the calling, to receive forgiveness and to give out forgiveness. We also need the ability to overcome the power of the enemy and we can only do that when we stand strong in him. I had a word quite recently, if you do not stand firm, you will not stand at all. And it's important we remain centred on him, so when the enemy chucks his stuff at us, we do not fall. And lastly, T for truth. We pray willingly, boldly, enthusiastically, perseveringly. Because he is a good father and he listens to our prayers and he loves to answer us. We have loads of biblical promises that seem amazing. Things like, if we remain in him, he'll give us whatever we ask for, anything. In all things, he works for the good of those who love him. God, who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us. How will he not also give us all things? So many promises that seem so amazing, and yet that is his word, the truth that we can rely on. So back to our acronym, START. Prayer is about knowing him, our father, being his children, sonship and daughtership, but sonship. Thanking him, honouring him for who he is, and then as we know him more, knowing his will, his kingdom's values, working for those. We can ask for our own needs because he loves to give us things that bless us and the needs of others because he's always a step ahead of us when we're asking for other people. And then there's repentance. It's so easy to put ourselves back in the middle Receive his forgiveness and have that right relationship with God restored. That's a lot more ours, right restored relationship. And then T for truth. Walk with him every day. Pray at all times because he's with you at all times. So our final slide. Lord, we want a transformed life. We want to be powered up with a power that we never switch off. That we are in constant communion with you. That we speak to you. That we hear from you. Because we know you love us that much. And you want to teach us to pray. Amen.